following program is brought to you in living color on dailygazette.com or wherever you get your podcast. The Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. It's our weekly visit with Union Men's Head Hockey Coach Josh Halsey. Josh, welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah, we're getting toward the end of the season here. It's exciting times, a lot of um, yeah, interesting races for the yeah, first round by first round home ice. It's uh, kind of crazy. It's jumble up in the standings. Yeah, it really is. It's it's like nothing I've been a part of in my time in the ECAC. Yeah, we'll talk about the standings in a little bit, but let's look back at last weekend's uh, road games against Quinnipiac and Princeton. We'll start with the uh, Quinnipiac game, a six-two Bobcats win. Uh, Quinnipiac jumps out to a three nothing lead in the first period. Never looked back. Yeah, Union got it to within two a couple of times, but the Bobcats proved to be the stronger team. I mean, how disappointed were you with your team's effort in that game? You know, for the most part this season, I've been really, really pleased with every effort we've we've put forth and just, uh, you know, the commitment to, to play the way we need to. And, you know, sometimes you get results, sometimes you don't. I, I thought that was one of one, one of the maybe the only game where I was really disappointed with the way we've played. Yeah, I mean, it just I don't know. I mean, it seemed like there was the effort was a little bit better than the, the Cornell game. But still, I mean, Quinnipiac just I mean. They skate circles around teams. I mean, I, you know, we saw them beat RPI 7-2 on Saturday, and RPI jumped out to the one nothing lead, which you know was kind of a, a shock in itself. And, of course, Quinnipiac just responds and just takes control of the game. Just, they're just a, a juggernaut that, uh, I mean, I think the only team that really can beat Quinnipiac is themselves. Of course, they've lost three times in conference play this year. So, uh, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about uh, how good they are. I mean, does this team potentially have a chance to defend its NCAA title? I mean, I think they're definitely a team that's going to be in the tournament. And if you get in there, yeah, you you have that opportunity. And um, like they they're very good at off a of transition. If you make a mistake, you turn a puck over, which we did a lot that night. Um, they can make you pay. They had some really you know um, nice goals. Just passing was was impressive. And um, yeah, they're they're a very quality op- opponent. What's it going to take for your Union to beat Quinnipiac down the road? I, I just think it's managing pucks and it's being miserable to play against. Like you got to be. We have to be physical. We have to be hard. Um, but like you can't, you can't turn pucks over at the, at the rate we did in that game and expect to have a chance. And um, I, I thought, you know, like the first goal, like our kill was outstanding. For you know, a minute fifty, we lose a faceoff, and they they had a one timer, and it you know hits off our guy's stick and goes in the net. And you know, from there, it just like we felt bad for ourselves. And if you do that against them, you know, it, it's it's game over, and that's what happened. Yep. Well, the Garda Chargers headed down to Princeton for Saturday's matchup, and after a scoreless first period, Union gets uh, second-period power play goals from Liam Robertson and Colby MacArthur to take a 2-0 lead. Heading into the third period, you still you had a major power play that carried over into the third, but that was wiped out by a Billy Eminen tripping penalty. And shortly after that, on a 4-4, Nick Caravan scores to pull Princeton within 2-1. And then uh, Princeton pulls goalie Arthur Smith for an extra attacker, and uh, they, that pays off with the Carabin scoring with 41.0 seconds uh, left. Um, this is after an icing uh, call that you know, Union tried for the empty net there to, to seal the game. Uh, the game goes to a shootout. Princeton wins it to get the extra point. So instead of Union getting three points, uh, Union gets just one. Was the team more frustrated or disappointed with the result? That's it. I, I have no way to describe it other than you just felt like you got punched right in the gut. I mean, it, it like it, it hurt a lot. Um, I mean, it, it was a game where he felt like 
we did enough to win. Have you know you have the lead with you know one minute left, and um, you know we just didn't close it out, and um, it, it was it was disappointing. It, yeah, you know, it's it was a tough one, and it's not like you sat back. I mean, you're still attacking there. I mean, just I, I thought uh, uh, Smith played. I, mean, it was, I think it was his first start in about a month. He played well in that game. Yeah, I mean, he stopped the two on O. He stopped um, multiple two on ones. Like we had, we had chances to finish the game off, and we didn't. Um, you know, and and they made the most of their opportunity. And I don't know if I asked you this before with regards to the icing, because I mean, the, the, the way the game is played is a lot different than when I grew up with. I mean, of course, we don't see goalies getting pulled. Uh, Back then, we didn't see goalies getting pulled with four minutes left in the game. It was usually about a minute left in the game, and you know, they, the coaches you know, did not want you to ice that puck, try it for the empty net from at least get over the red line and you know, dump it in or then shoot for the empty net. But you know, this day and age, it's a lot different. I mean, there was an icing call. I, I don't know who the union player was. It was tough to tell. You know, I'm watching my game on my phone, I did, you know, so it's so tough for me to see who it was. But I mean, is, are you all right with that kind of situation? If it's a one goal, maybe – if it's two goals, I can see. But yeah. one goal, I mean, is that – one of those things where you maybe chip it out instead of trying to clear it down? Yeah, our rule of thumb is if you're up two, you shoot for it every time. Uh, if you have a, sh- a lane, if, if it's a one-goal game, you just have a next zone mentality. Um, you know, the, the situation occurred. We, we created a turnover. Our player, you know, thought he had it, and he, he shot for it. And, um, you know, he... <laughs> The player did it and has made, made a ton of plays for us, and um, want the puck on his stick anytime he can have it. So you know, it's one of those things that he he made a, a split second decision and he went for it, and um, I stand by him 100. Yep. percent Well, Union lost some ground in the race for an ECAC hockey tournament first round bye. Uh, fourth place, Clarkson won an overtime against Harvard, so it has a two point lead over you guys. Um, I mean, I asked you Tuesday about if the players were worried about the standings while they were playing. And you said you took the standings board down in the locker room. Uh, what was the reasoning behind that? Well, yeah, we did that uh, you know, this week just to you know, focus on, hey, it's just all about Harvard right now. It's about us playing our best hockey. Um, you know, we don't need to be you know, worried about anything other than just playing well. And, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting because we're in maybe a spot that we haven't been in for a little bit or maybe ever for some of these guys. And, um, you know, there's a lot of questions about, Hey, can you get that first round by, or, you know, where, where do you think you think you can get to Placid? Do you think you can get an NCAA bid and, and all these things that are, you know, kind of talked about. And it's just, Hey, we got to play well. Like we can't, can't focus on anything other than us being our best version of ourselves against Harvard on Friday night. Do you think they were thinking about that? Did, I mean, did they think about that while the play or is this, I mean, is it, is it some maybe subconsciously in the back of their mind? Yeah, I think you you know it's it's been fun. I mean, it's it's been a you know a lot of a lot of great things this year and a lot of you know um, you know good wins for us. And um, I think everybody's excited about what we could be. And um, you know you <laughs> you you want to you want to get that by. You want to get to Lake Placid. You want to be playing for games that are you know really important. And you know it's hard to to not think about that stuff. But we've tried to you know maybe limit some of that distraction and get get back to just being you know a hard heavy hockey team that you know holds on to the puck yeah well we're going to take a break and uh, after the break we'll talk about this weekend's final mess of ring games of the regular season as harvard and dartmouth come to town as well as a couple of uh, celebrations coming up this weekend you're listening to the parting shots podcast it's the most historic conference in college hockey It's a battle, night in and night out. ECAC Hockey, an iconic conference home to 12 of the most prestigious universities and programs in the world, and showcasing the best student athletes in the sport. 
top-notch facilities and arenas, incomparable traditions, passionate fans, alumni who go on to become elite professionals, leaders, and champions. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Hi, I'm Daily Gazette News columnist Andrew Waite and host of the Weighing In podcast which takes you inside my award-winning featured news column by offering the backstory, thought process, and interviews that inform my work. Plus, readers have their chance to respond. The Weighing In Podcast is available at dailygazette.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is Union Men's Hockey alum Tyler Hines. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast as Union Men's Head Hockey Coach Josh Halge joins me. Well, it's a big weekend as Union wraps up the uh, Messering portion of its regular season schedule. Harvard visits Friday at 7 o'clock, and then Dartmouth comes in Saturday for a 4 p.m. game. Uh, let's start with Harvard. The Crimson not having the best of season, seasons. They're 5-9-4 for 23 points in ECAC hockey play, and they're 5-16-4 overall. Uh, you rallied to beat them 5-4 in overtime on January 20th in Boston. Uh, Brandon Burr scored an extra attacker goal with just under a minute left in regulation, and then he won it 115 in the sudden death overtime. What do you have to do to have a repeat performance, uh, but make sure you win the game in regulation against Harvard? Well, I, I think for us, it's staying above them and, and, and being physical and hard. I, um, again, I keep talking about managing the puck, but um, they're, they're a team that in transition is very dangerous. They're still fast off the rush. Um, they have some high-end ability. I think they have you know, almost 11 NHL draft picks are right around that. So, um, you know, it, it's it's always a challenge when you play Harvard. They have a ton of talent, and, you know, they've actually you know been playing better hockey in the second half. Yeah. I mean, the record, as I said, isn't impressive, but only three points behind you guys. So, I mean, how critical of a game to, is for us if you put some distance between itself and Harvard? Yeah, I mean, at, at this point of the year, like, yeah, you have to win these games, especially at home. Um, you know, we have to – we have to good, have a good little stretch here, and um, you know, kind of control our, our fate here. But it'll be a, a, a difficult one. Yeah, in the first meeting with Dartmouth on January nineteenth in Hanover, New Hampshire, Union Cruz with a five-one win. Uh, Josh Nixon scored twice in the game. Uh, Cooper Black, Dartmouth's top goaltender, missed that game because of illness. He's back, and Black is a six-foot-eight and covers a lot of the net. Of the net. And what is the key, Josh, to finding some room to score goals against them? Well, I, I think you got to get them moving, and you got to, you know, you got to have traffic and be there, um, you know, off the back post for any backdoor plays and rebounds. Just he's uh, he he covers the net and so much of it, and he's he gives them a shot every night. Um, and, and again, I think they're playing really good hockey. Um, they're they're right on our heels as well, and um, you know, it, it it should be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, they're a point behind you guys in sixth place. Um, they're pesky too. I've I mentioned this before. But they're pesky. I mean, just you know, looking at their you know the record and what makes them so pesky. Well, I think they have a you know a big commitment to defend. Um, they're they're really structured. Um, they don't give you any space. And um, yeah, and again, you just you have that big goaltender that gives them a chance every single night. And um, and their coaching staff does a, does a great job with. Yeah. Them. I know we're talking about the standings again. So how important is it going to be to get the six points this weekend to stay in the first round by race 
to, and to protect home ice, at least for the first round game, especially with the team closing out the regular season next week with games at Cornell and Colgate. And Clarkson has to uh, play Quin- uh, Cornell and Colgate this weekend up at uh, in um, uh, Potsdam. Yeah, I, I think for us, I mean, this is it's a great opportunity. You know, we control some of our fate, and, and that's taking care of business against, you know, whoever we play. Um, you know, it'd be funny. We'll be cheering for, you know, certain teams this weekend and then maybe playing against some of the next. But, um, you know, for us, anytime we can bank some points and, um, you know, just continue to try to climb up in, in the standings, it's, it's key. And, um, you know, I, I think that you're going to be playing two teams that are pretty hungry and want to get back at us for the last time we played them. Yeah, but, but there will be no scoreboard watching on your part. <laughs> no, I actually try to never look at scores during the game, yeah. and then right after the game I run to my phone. Yeah, usually they, they don't show the scores until you know, between periods, so I mean, that's probably one, a good thing, and you guys don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, that's or, that or is. something out there tweeting it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, as we mentioned, uh, there will be a couple of celebrations this weekend. Starting Friday, the uh, 2014 National Championship team will be honored. Uh, Union defeated Minnesota 7-4 to win its first NCAA title. Uh, Josh, did you watch that game, and what did you think of the accomplishment of the uh, of a non-athletic scholarship program uh, beating one of the elite programs in college hockey? I, I did watch that game. I had um, you know one player that I had coached on each team, and was you know kind of excited either way it went. Um, it was. I guess I didn't even know that that union didn't have scholarships. You know, they had talked about it, but you don't really understand that, or you know, because you know Michael Vecchioni was such a good player for me in junior hockey. I figured he was getting something to come here. Um, <laughs> you know, and you know Adam Wilcox, the goaltender for Minnesota, was you know the other guy. But um, when I came here and you know saw the facilities and and just saw everything and how small the campus was compared to the University of Minnesota, I was like, it, it was even more impressive. So I. I I always tip my cap to, you know, the the staff that built that team and you know and and just everything they did to win that championship. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, been sort of vague as what players are coming back. I know they're going to have a cele- celebration in the summertime in July uh, with a golf outing, a trip to um, a Saratoga uh, race course. Uh, so I think you know, a lot more players will be there, especially the players like um, Shane Gossespierre, Matt Bodie, Daniel Champion are still playing uh, hockey. Uh, so I know they won't be here, but do we know what players are, who are coming back uh, this weekend? I, be, I believe there's seven total that are that that are coming. You're, you know, you kind of mentioned the guys that are still playing. Um, you know, won't be back. I know Jeff Taylor's. You know, in, in local and, and in town, and um, I think uh, Kevin Sullivan. I you know Matt Hatch. I believe like there's so I, I I'm not completely sure on on everyone that's coming, but I know there's like seven that will be back. Yeah, Matt Hatch uh, played a prominent role, unfortunately, in the the Boston College semifinal game. I called for a major in a game misconduct, and Union ended up killing it off. And then right after that, they scored a a goal to put some distance between them and BC. And then Kevin Sullivan had the uh, big goal late in the third period uh, with a great play by Shane Gossesbear to knock the puck off a Minnesota player, gets the puck out, and Sullivan makes a nice move and scores on Wilcox with just over a minute to go to make it um, 6-4, and then Matt Bodie sealed it with an empty netter. Um, so I mean, it'd be good to see some of those players back uh, this weekend and get a chance to chat with them. So, I mean, it's, it's nice to be able to honor them because, I mean, you know, it, what they did, it's just I, – I, when I first started coming to this program, I never expected something like that to happen. With, you know, now, now, there's, now you have the athletic scholarship, which helps, but – to be able to do that, that's it's, it's what they did, and it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, 
in the in the landscape of you know college athletics, I think it's one of the biggest accomplishments of you know of of really of any sport, and um, you know to to go up against those big schools that have you know all the money and um, you know all the scholarships at that time. I mean, it's it's really impressive, and you know just the the academic load these these guys have. I don't think people understand what they they go through on a week to week basis, and just how much work it is to get their schoolwork done, and then you know to play at that high lo- high of a level. Yeah. Then on Saturday after the game, uh, six Union seniors: uh, Chad Smedrud, uh, Tyler Watkins, Ben Tupker, Billy Eminen, Liam Robertson, and Nathan Kelly will be honored. Uh, Smedrud, Watkins, Eminen, Robertson, and Kelly. You had to deal with not playing in 2021 because of the pandemic and then uh, went through the coaching changes um, and then you know, the following season. What have they meant to you? Yeah, they, they mean so much. And it's been it's been an unbelievable journey in just two years with them. And just to kind of see them change as people and, you know, our, our team kind of change and our, our mindset has been, you know, has been a really rewarding and fun process. And uh, I'm, I'm super grateful for what they mean to me and to my family. And just, you know, uh, when you kind of look back at it and, you know, hopefully we can get it to, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're automatically in the buy every year and we're automatically you know, going to Placid just based on, you know, how we're doing that these are the guys that really, you know, set the foundation for us. Yeah. And Tupker also missed the 2021 season when he was at Cornell. He, after that season, he entered the transfer portal and came to Union and he was named captain midway through last season is captain again this season. What has he meant to you and the program? Uh, he's been, you know, you know, instrumental in just kind of helping us, you know, with everything we do. I think he's um, he's so driven and he's, you know, he's got a mindset of just, you know, being positive and pushing through anything. And it doesn't really matter what he's up against. He's just, you know, we're going to find a way and we'll keep building and, go- and growing. And um, we're, we're really lucky to have him. And I think, you know, as they they have all meant so much, and you know, for him to transfer here was was huge for us. Of course, it was sort of worked out as a quote, quote unquote trade because uh, Gabriel Seeker went from Union to Cornell. So I would I mean, what was it? just okay. I'm going to ask a weird question. Would it be kind of fun to have trades in college hockey because they do it yeah. in juniors? Yeah, I mean, I, there's <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's something that I mean, it wouldn't shock me if at some point something like that were, does happen. But I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like obviously losing, you know, Seager is a great player, and but picking up Tupker was, you know, like uh, again, you know, I I would do that trade. I mean, just because you get we got two years with Tupker too, which yep. we only had one with Seager, but he's been he's been just unbelievable for us. So I, I can't say enough about him. Yeah. Well, I always encourage our listeners to uh, submit questions, and we have one from uh, Jake LaHutt. Jake is a former Daily Gazette reporter who is a uh, campaign reporter for the Daily Beast. He is from Niskuna and a big Union hockey fan. His family uh, has season tickets to the game. And uh, Jake was the original host of the Daily Gazette Sports podcast that morphed into the Parting Shots podcast. His question is, what's Union's ideal profile for a defenseman recruit these days? Looking at the non-pro-cop blue liners, it seems like there's room to grow in offensive production. And a bonus question, uh, if, he has, if you have any thoughts on what Josh Phillips can do to get into the lineup. Yeah, um, I, I think for us, like we... We're trying to recruit long and athletic defensemen that, you know, can get up in the play and, and, and be active. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, for us, like Cullen Ferguson's taken a huge step offensively. Nate Kelly's taken a good step for us offensively. Um, you know, but if, you, if you're back on the blue line, you're there to defend, and that's, you know, that's your main job, and that's, you know, what we're going to look for is guys that can shut plays down and be, you know, hard and physical. You got, like, we'll always take guys like Nick Young who are going to defend our net hard and, 
Um, you know, Joe Messina's undersized, but he, he plays that way in battles. DJ's, you know, long and athletic and, and is physical. And you have, you know, like Potter and, you know, Phillips, they, they both skate well and, you know, defend that way. So I, I think that, like, you know, every single night there's there's nine back there that are, you know, battling for ice time. And, you know, Josh is right in the mix of those nine. And um, he's he's been consistent and strong when, he, when he's got an opportunity. And it's just, you know, it's the biggest thing for him is consistency and practice every single day. And um, the, the biggest thing I can say about Josh is no matter what he's kind of dealt, he's been an unbelievable team guy for us. And he's he's so supportive of everyone. And uh, he's a huge part of our team. Well, Jake, thanks for your question. If you have any questions for uh, Josh Halgie, you can always email them to me at shot, at S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. You also post them on my Facebook page and also on X and threads, like uh, Jake did. He posted that question on threads, so I appreciate it again, Jake. Um, let me ask you about, uh, were you a fan of the movie Slapshots? Yeah. 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 Um, now, Paul D'Amato, who played uh, Tim Dr. Hook McCracken, just passed away after a long illness. Uh, what do you remember about his character? Well, I just, I, I think he's, you know, he's kind of, you know, he, just him standing there with his, his stick, you know, out in front of him, like just kind of shaking it at, you know, uh, you know, the player there. And just, yeah, I mean, I think everybody kind of grew up pretending to be Dr. Hook <laughs> at some point on the ice. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was sad to see him pass. And, um, but what an unbelievable movie. Yeah. What about your Minnesota Wild? A 10-goal outburst on Monday against Vancouver, and they were down at 5-2 in that game and what, scored six goals in the, in the third period and like five in like a 5.45 stretch or something like that? It, yeah, it was funny, and I didn't know about it. Um, so I get home, and and my boys were right at the door, and they're, they have a little, like, they go back and forth with Brandon Beer quite a bit, and they were like, we got to send him a video because he's a Vancouver Canuck fan. So they had, they had to make a video, kind of rubbing it in that they won. So. <laughs> well, speaking of Brandon uh, and, and, of course, Jacob Jeanette, they missed the games last weekend. Uh, what's their status for this weekend? Uh, hoping to have them um, both back, um, you know, hopefully Friday night, hopefully, uh, most likely Saturday for sure. So um, they skated in red today, which is our non-contact Um but you know it's it's all kind of part of the medical process. So hopefully they're back and ready to go on on Friday. And um, if not, I, I'm I'm kind of banking that they'll be there Saturday. But hopefully it's Friday. How much were they missed last weekend? Well, I, th- I think they're both missed. You know, in different ways. Um, the games where we've kind of lost leads, um, like Jacob Jeanette would have would have been on the ice in a lot of those situations, and um, he would have been on the ice with 40 seconds left um, in, in our defensive zone. He's really valuable there, and and Brandon's good for you know like. He's an offensive producer for us and a guy that holds onto the puck. So they're both key forwards for us and, um, you know, definitely want him back as quick as possible. All right, Josh, appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend, and uh, we'll do this again next week. Awesome. Thank you. All right, that's Josh Halge. I'll have another edition of the Parting Shots podcast on Thursday. I'll talk with Ken Fang of Awful Announcing on a variety of sports broadcasting topics. I'll also have more on this weekend's junior men's hockey games. I'll have interviews with the team's six seniors, Ben Tupker, Chad Smedrude, Liam Robertson, Tyler Watkins, Billy Eminen, and Nathan Kelly. I'll also look ahead to the Union College women's hockey team's first ever ECAC hockey tournament appearance. They will face Yale in the first round at 3 p.m. Saturday at Ingalls Rink in New Haven, Connecticut. I'll have interviews with head coach Josh Skiba and players Emily King, Meredith Killian, and Sophie Matsukis. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I am Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.